this is a maiden voyage of a live stream for TylerBlawyer.com. We're just going to have to go ahead and slow the roll of that music, that awesome intro music. Um, now I'm depending on a few people here to let me know. Uh, how that sounds, how uh, not necessarily so concerned how it looks, and more concerned if the audio sounds okay. And uh, letting a few people join, get on here, see what it. Uh, okay, we have feedback that it sounds good. Got a little bit of messed up hair from the headphones there. Now that the music is off, it sounds good. Good. Okay, great. All right, well, welcome one and all to, again, the maiden voyage of a TylerBloyer.com live stream. Um, we're multi-streaming to Facebook and YouTube, and uh, this is kind of a test, and as you can see, we had a rough start there, or I don't know, I mean, I saw. I don't know how many people saw, <laughs> but I couldn't get the sound working there. It's my first real, you know, uh, it's my first real time out with OBS. Uh, live. I've done some testing with it. I've played around with it a lot, but uh, it took me a minute to figure out that the audio had to be captured from the output on the slide panel, and that, you know, was frustrating. But hopefully the blue snowball sounds okay. I'm going to do one more check on that. And I did get a good feedback that it sounds good, so that's great. Um, I'll be taking any questions if people type them into the uh, live chat and also you know my computer's kind of freezing up here so let me try to clear some space while we allow people to come in and start watching just give me a sec here again there's going to be some technical difficulties today um, I, I knew that getting started uh, what I'd like to do is just make sure I can get through the show and have a nice clean capture. I'm, uh, you know, I don't have a team here with me. It's just me and somebody watching that's helping me make sure that, it, that it's not totally frozen or uh, the audio is not totally screwed up. So, uh, so FYI, all the in introductions I've been doing since like June, since I started doing videos again, are meant to be 100% cheesy. <laughs> so if you're sitting there like. Uh, you know, hating on the sideline at, at all the int cheesy introductions and stuff. Like the jokes, totally on you because um, they're everything I've done in the introductions is meant to be completely cheese, and I'm trying to bring back some 80s, 80s synth wave, as you can see. And uh, you know, we'll we'll continue the cheese and maybe even try to do some humor videos uh, in the future <laughs> with my resting bitch face. I know I'm kind of. You know, it's hard to take my humor, but you'll get used to it, I'll say. Um, now, again, it, you know, I apologize if I'm going to have to fight through some te te technical difficulties beforehand. And uh, we'll just work through that. Uh, now, oh, there's the Slack that I'm getting my feedback on. <laughs> Recently, I did a post which I think people should go check out. And it's called The Voluntary Slaves. Voluntarism, the Doctrine of Master-Servant, and uh, you can go get that from the front page of the website. It's a little bit more presentation style, pre-recorded, versus the live show that we're doing here, and really kind of hits on, the, on some of the more solid arguments against voluntarism, minarchism, libertarianism, and you know, still looking to see if anybody wants to have a debate on that. I've not heard any really good arguments against the points that I've made. So, again, it's not something that I just came up with. Um, anybody who honestly looks at the whole voluntarist movement, voluntary society thing, um, can quickly find that it's it's uh, not exactly what I, I think that they think it is, okay? And uh, we won't go into all that here, but I do think people should go check that out. Um, another thing I just wanted to bring up, and this is, you know, recently what I've found is 
ton. Okay, I made a mistake there actually. So we lost sound there for a sec because of a mistake that I made. It should be there now. Um, sorry about that. I went back to a slide that didn't have the mic in it. That was that was my fault. Um, so it should be back now. Um, but what I was saying was, I will never use advertisements in my work, and uh, that's not what I'm here to do is is to make money with ads and make money off super chats and things like that so I just noticed recently how bad some of the YouTube videos are getting with ads and uh, I just wanted to bring that up that in my website in my work I'll never monetize with YouTube video advertising or have to worry about getting de you know demonetized because of those types of things because that's not what I'm here to do um, my attempt with TylerBloyer.com will be to provide content uh, which is free and provided for free. So I may even have other projects in the future um, in which there's some sort of product, of course, like a book or um, a course, but I, I still will be providing even like a book for free and then would expect, not expect, but at that point the model would be if you find value in the work then there could be some kind of donation provided or you know a gift that I offer with the work and then um, you're able to make a donation in exchange for that gift <clears throat> alright so again I will uh, not be using these ridiculous ads in the work <laughs> Just to touch on that again, that I, I'm, I'm saying that here because uh, you can go back and look at my work before and any like podcast I've been doing for the last five years. I've never like put bookends of ads and monetized everything and gone for. And if you look at, you know, my view counts, it wouldn't have been worth it anyway. <laughs> OK, so a couple things I want to touch on today and then we have some slides that I'm going to go into. But I just want to provide actually some treats. Uh, for the people out there, I'm going to give some value of some things, uh, technologically speaking, that I've been doing and working on recently uh, that I think people will find really helpful. Um, some things that I've been using, you know. And so one of those things is the Brave browser, of course. Uh, lots of people talking about this. I'm surprised at how popular it became. This is the Brave browser I'm using here. And the Brave browser will actually pay you when it shows you ads and the ads are just like little windows notifications um, if we get one here during the live show I'll, sh I'll show you what I mean I do have them turned on I'm having some issue right now with the with the wallet but I have seen this work and I've actually been able to earn basic attention token uh, from the brave browser and so it blocks all ads as you what you'll see is like it says here that I, it saved me 44 minutes in time from uh, reducing the amount of time web pages take to load from ads and I use this on my phone and on my work computer as well and who knows how accurate that is but you can see like 52,000 ads and trackers blocked it's, um, it's upgrades to HTTPS instead of using HTTP really cool um, basically just like Chrome you can use all the Chrome extensions and plugins and uh, import bookmarks. It's on the Chromium backend, so it's basically the same thing as Chrome, 
uh, Brave Browser. Check that out. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. Um, like I said, I've not had any issues with it. It's been running great. You know, everything it does seems to be perfect. Um, beyond that, there's a, an even more. And oh, by the way, this is like really privacy oriented. So, you know, why why use a browser that treats you like one? Enjoy private, secure and fast browsing with Brave. Um, another thing is you can open the Tor network right from Brave. Um, it's big on DuckDuckGo, which is a more privacy oriented thing. So, you know, why go and just keep leaking all your data to Google and YouTube and these people that want to track your every move like like Orwellian style, you know, so one day that everything you do online is completely tracked for whatever reason, you know, whether it's just to sell things or uh, for more nefarious reasons. Um, I, I'm not so naive to think that I can do things that will stop people from getting data they want on me, but you know, I don't make it easy for just anyone, even even bad guys, you know, to necessarily come along and just see everything that I do. Or there might be certain things that I want to keep private, and I use the Onion browser for that, you know, with Tor um, and a VPN that I'll touch on later. Next, uh, the uh, Epic browser is what I wanted to touch on next. I've only heard about this. I've not used it, but it looks pretty good. Um, it looks like there's VPNs built in and also you know, very big on privacy. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I will leave this in the show notes as well because I think for people that don't even have, you know, they're still using Chrome or even Firefox um, or worse, like IE, <laughs> then that they should uh, check, at least get Brave installed and then look into other things like have the onion if you need it. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions on this stuff, just reach out to me, uh, tyler at tylerbloyer.com. You can email me. You can come in on the website and make comments as well. Um, the next thing in alignment with all these other <coughs> ideas, excuse me, I'm having like um, something in my throat here. <coughs> uh, Proton VPN uh, to protect yourself when when doing torrenting or just overall general browsing and or you just get in the habit of using a VPN this is a really user-friendly one to use, and I suggest uh, putting it on your desktop. And if you have a phone that can handle it, try it on the phone. Um, it's cheap for the monthly plan, which includes more than one device. And um, Linux, I haven't got it working on my CentOS laptop yet, but I've got it working on Windows and my, my Android, and I don't exactly know, you know what it's tunneling on the Android, but with all these applications that are leaking data and um, location information and other things uh, off your phone or hacking into it and things, I mean, it's better to, to be more privacy-oriented than not. Um, and I've been running this on my phone and I haven't had any issues uh, but definitely on the PC it it it's more user-friendly and has more options it seems like and really is pretty cool let me just give you a quick look at it so I can come in here and I can choose you know to quick connect to one of these places but you can go and I have again the, like the most basic paid account but I can go on here and let's see if we can go uh, full screen on this desktop. Okay. Uh, I can connect through Tor to like a primary or preferred premium server. So okay, it says it reconnected successfully to YouTube. Um, we're going to give it a sec here says it reconnected successfully to Facebook. Uh, let's double check. I'm sorry about that, guys. That was so dumb. <laughs> there you go, she says. All right. <laughs> I connected the VPN. I mean, I didn't really connect, but it, it was enough to disconnect the um, session. So a good test of the functionality there because it looks like we're back. So. <laughs> so let's come back over here. Um, oh, man, that was dumb. <laughs> okay, so... Those things will be in the show notes. Check that out. All right. So the voice aloud reader. This is what I'm I'm really excited about because this has been really cool. 
So I'm going to go back over here and get into full screen. And this app, if you're uh, Android, I think they have iOS, Voice Aloud Reader. Um, what this does is you can load articles and PDFs and other like EPUB documents and you know other things probably that I haven't tried yet and it will read it to you uh, with a, a robot voice so that's probably the biggest downside to this that I've noticed but so I have this on my phone right and I can get an article and that way when I'm working out or walking or doing dishes or doing the laundry or whatever right walking around the house cleaning things up um, I can be listening to articles that throughout the day came across my desk you know that I wasn't able to stop and read right at that minute and you know what I was doing was just sending articles to myself and PDFs and then like syncing it up and it was a little bit of footwork but what I can do is uh, not only just use that but then I can sync it with this pocket app okay so this pocket app and again this is in the brave browser to work in Chrome I'm pretty sure you can get it in Firefox uh, this syncs to the voice aloud automatically once you sign in through the voice aloud player uh, reader on the phone and then all the articles that you've synced and so here's all the articles that I've synced to my pocket app uh, synced to the voice aloud and then I just go through and it it goes through and reads them chronologically for me and I have all kinds of books in there too um, that you don't see in the pocket because I do have to manually load the PDFs in to the uh, voice aloud reader but you know I'm gonna leave links to these in the show notes to both of these and it what it does is it and I'm going to do probably like a whole show on this at some time in the future but what this does is it enables you to create a workflow where you don't have to stop and read every article PDF book that comes in your way and pops in your head at that time because um, I know you know one of the biggest problems with with kind of this information age is that the information overload can be overwhelming and there's just like so much stuff coming your way and a lot of it you do want to get to um, even if you're trying to be discerning and not just be like you know a chipmunk every like losing your attention and everything coming at you but even if you're you know being very discerning and, and filtering out and going after only information that you want for this particular research project or for your upcoming video or whatever you're trying to work on there can still be just an absolutely overwhelming amount of information to deal with you know and regardless of like whatever topic it is so I like tools that help to take that and automate it in a way and uh, allow me to clear space and clear all the close all the browser tabs and just you know relax when I want to relax and then consume the information once I'm ready no matter where I'm at I don't have to sit and so you know I'm a big huge audio uh, intaker. I can listen to hours and hours and hours of audio and actually pick up on quite a bit of it. I think that you should use other tools. You need to do all different angles of reading and watching videos and actually doing and then listening and maybe go back and reread and re-listen and take notes and pour over things. Um, so again, I think I'll probably do a whole show on kind of like organizing information and, and how to intake that information properly and uh, how to use the trivia method against it, how to use the brain software, uh, which is, I think, what's coming up next in my notes here. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the brain really quick. Now, again, I, I put this in my last post, now my last kind of walk and talk here, words without actions, uh, a cult of death, and you can see how I tied in kind of like the the people who just say things and don't do things to actually like depopulation uh, anti-human things but in this post I said you know the brain is not meant to be complete a complete model of anything it is an ongoing work in which I store my thoughts and notes nothing in the brain should be taken as truth or my attempt to reveal truth it is simply a note-taking space so don't think that because I'm I come over here and start to present something in my brain model that I'm trying to present like 100% complete model of something or that you know I'm claiming that because I have the trivia method that somehow I have the ultimate truth on things um, I think that's mistake a mistake you'll see others in the field who you use this software make and other people who present the trivia model uh, method as 
uh, a method of discerning truth from fiction and you know uh, taking out contradictions will present these tools as like you know the ultimate models of of truth seeking and th that's not at all what this is this is an advanced bookmarks <laughs> it's it's like an advanced web of bookmarks that I've made that are for my personal use and will be used sometimes in the future in this show for presentations and I'm gonna probably use this discla disclaimer like every time I have to use it because there's a mistake out there of people thinking that because I have something linked here in the brain that I also think that like I have it a hundred percent correct and that you know I'm trying to present this like complete model of a story of history or something like that and that's not at all what it is for me it's just a note-taking software and so you know about a decade ago when I started searching researching the Federal Reserve at that time there were other researchers using the brain mainly Richard Grow from tragedyandhope.com and Jan Irvin from what was Gnostic Media and now logosmedia.com uh, were using the brain and I started to build my own brain because I thought it was pretty cool and I've built other brains but this one is my most comprehensive um, and it's just at tylerbloyer.com slash brain uh, I kind of took it out of the links again because I feel like people think that I'm trying to present like come look at this thing that I've created and it, it's like not that at all it's neat and it's it's a it's a really cool way for me to recall things later down the road like so I haven't been focusing on the federal federal reserve system like heavily you know but I can come in you know recently I mean I was in the past and so now I can come back and refresh myself on some things and you know I've been getting a lot better at actually putting like papers and uh, documents and books like full uh, PDF books in here and that's really cool so I can share it with people I can share books with people I can show them why I put it in there a certain way I can I've used this many times as a talking discussion point just to bring up to people while I'm talking to them so they can see you know, it's not, it's kind of an appeal to, <laughs> it's a fallacy in a way to appeal to the brain, like I said, as like some sort of complete model of here's the story, but it's not fallacious to say, hey, look, you know, I'm not just talking, I have a lot of, of source material here on the Council on Foreign Relations that I've looked into over the years, and as you can see, it's not just something that I've lightly covered and read a couple articles on, you know, I've spent, you know, numerous tens of hundreds of hours plugging these items in here and uh, making the links that are relevant to the research that I was doing at that time. So again, it's just another tool for research and note-taking and recall and to be able to document something in a different kind of a way that's lasting and that I can share with the public and use in in a form of media like I'm doing now, right? So I just wanted to clear that up and get that out of the way. Um, before we jump into the slide deck here today. And so let me just check up on a few housekeeping things. Um, kind of probably still good over here. One thing I'm noticing is that this thing is just killer on RAM. Like if I even try to open up Facebook, it pretty much like kills it. But I want to see if there's any watching or any questions all right looks like we are still streaming so that's good lost you for one second but it's fine all right looks like we don't have a huge audience anyway so this is good for a test. All right. Now, if anybody does want to come in on the Facebook chat or the YouTube chat, that would be nice because I'd like to see how this software works. It has like a, this restream.io software has a chat feature that comes along with it. So I'm just going to type in there, hello. And if anybody has a sec, you know, reply back to that and let me know if you see that.
Cool. Well, I think overall, I mean, even with the few hiccups that I've had, uh, I can work through that and we can get this going. Maybe, maybe eventually I'll have a Discord server and we can take live calls and things like that. But for now, I just wanted the ability to set up a live streaming server um, to set up, I mean, the live, live streaming software client and then plug it into a couple accounts, Facebook, YouTube, and see how that goes. Um, eventually, we'll try to do some DLive or other things like that, um, something that's more decentralized. And uh, thank you, honey, for letting me know it's coming up. That's my sexy wife letting me know <laughs> that she's very sexy. I'm lucky man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. I'm kidding. I'm playing around, you know. Trying to make her blush a little bit. Um, thank you, sweetie, for letting me know that it's coming up. You're awesome. And awesome for helping me out with the with the stream here. She's my, my executive producer in the background, right? My support network. Um, all right, so let's jump into the slides here then. All right, so here we are in the slideshow interface. And I wanted to start with a slide here that's just my words. And uh, this is from the upcoming part one of falling into the movement traps. Uh, the struggle for freedom. And what I said was the path to effectively addressing the causal factors which create our reality is almost completely lost. If we are honest with ourselves about the current human conditions, we can summarize that the struggle for freedom is failing. The cybernetic techno technocracy of Luciferian death cult elite, or whatever you prefer to call it, <laughs> are having their way with humanity. So I don't care what Masonic, federal, cartel, banking, elite thing that you want to call it. You know, they're having their way with humanity. And again, the path to effectively addressing these conditions that are, have been created seems to be completely lost. I mean, on most people. And, you know, as I've been touching on and as that presentation, you know, falling into the movement traps will go into, is that it's completely lost to all your modern freedom movements as well. And it's not, we're not just talking about the completely brainwashed slaves here. You know, we're talking about the secondary matrix uh, revolutionaries and the anarchists and the, and the people in the movements, the cult of action, you know. So, again, you have to be honest with yourself about the current human condition and, you know, not just your close group knit group of people that that you hang out with in person or online and what they think and not you know just necessarily what you think but to be honest with yourself about looking around at the conditions of humanity and that the self-loathing and the amount of uh, slavery and voluntary slaves that we have and the brokenness that has to be going on inside people's inside people's heads for that to occur and it's not a top-down thing there's it's not this the cybernetic technocracy you know is a manifestation of what we've allowed to happen to us and what we're creating and that's part of what this show will will hope to go further into is the causal factors and the natural law you know conditions that have been created due to our ignorance and apathy towards the way that natural law uh, actually works and you know the conditions that we create no matter how evil and horrible it gets are are what people are asking for it's the way that things work when you allow governments and corporations and all outright evil to manifest around you and do nothing about it so um Judu Krishnamurti says, Nature is busy creating absolute unique individuals, whereas culture has invented a single mold to which all must conform. It is grotesque. So, you know, coming in as individuals and being molded into the collective, into the NPCs, into the, the Borg, you know, you will be assimilated into this culture and you will lose your individuality and any kind of spark of 
divinity will be squashed out. And while nature seems to have it correct, we, we seem to be the ones that, that have it wrong. You know, infinity has many faces, but culture that we're living in is, is a grotesque, you know, mask that gets placed on everybody, the false persona. Uh, legal fictions and fancy titles and uh, flattering titles and the appeal to authority and just overall, you know, deadness of people and uh, complete lack of the imperial self, uh, the individual. And just because I share something that uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti says doesn't mean that I'm like a cult follower of his either or anybody else's work that I follow, you know, or share. Um, and I'm not always going to make that disclaimer either every time to say, well, this person, you know, was a commune-Nazi, but let me make sure that I clarify. I mean, sometimes if it fits into the, to the narrative of what I'm trying to present, then I'll use their work. And they don't have to be like a saint or something because I'm sharing a quote of theirs, right? I don't have to fully agree with everything they've ever said either. Um, like this, I mean, Nicholas Gomez de Vila. I don't know a ton about this person, but is this not true? That when nothing in society deserves respect, we should fashion ourselves in solitude. Let me read that again. When nothing in society deserves respect, we should fashion for ourselves in solitude new silent loyalties. So that shadow work, you know, and going within and, you know, withdrawing from a, a sick society and realizing any kind of, you know, poison that you've taken in and sickness that you have yourself and healing from that and then coming up with new loyalties, right, to to fight anew and not just give up and say screw society and uh, you know I'm out and I'm not gonna come back and check out and tune out and do all kinds of acid or whatever else or just you know go completely nihilistic and and atheistic and just you know nothing's nothing actually matters and it's all just you know a reflection of my head or something like that some kind of like solipsistic mind mindset and worldview right now we're talking about doing work in solitude you know to to be a phoenix, to re-rise from the ashes, to fight uh, the battle that needs to be fought here and now in on on this planet, in this realm, not in some afterlife, and not, you know, in some other place. It's here and now, feet on the ground spirituality. And, uh, you know, we, we don't need to completely align ourselves with all evil that's going on. We can withdraw quite a bit and uh, get into new ways of being and new ways of living in the world that don't uh, keep continuing to build this prison cage that humanity is living in. Uh, Martin Heidegger says it another way and says, anyone can achieve their fullest potential. Who we are might be predetermined, but the path we follow is always of our choosing. We should never allow our fears or the expectations of others to set the frontiers of our destiny. Your destiny can't be changed, but it can be challenged. Every man is born many men and dies as one single one. And that's really, you know, insightful and deep and probably has flown over my head and probably will fly over most of the people's heads who, who hear that or read it. And you should take a sec and reread that and know that you know he's not talking about who we are as is predetermined as in you, as in you don't have free will uh, go and read and get familiar with martin heidegger he's talking about you know as we came into this world that might be something that can't be changed but what can change is is moving forward and how we react and what we do uh moving forward and that others will definitely attempt to mold and shape and put you on their path or have you come work on for their cause. Um, but ultimately, in the end, it was all your responsibility. And the individual that leaves this world was of their own choosing. That's the individual that was chosen, you know, by that individual. And the, the things that they did in their life to create uh, the world that they, and the life that they lived. Um, I keep forgetting to switch to the full slide view, so I'll just give people a sec to take a look at that. Uh, end slavery is my 
Facebook page um, going back quite a while. Again, it used to be called um, In the Federal Reserve End Slavery, and I think maybe like five years ago I renamed it to just End Slavery after realizing that it's a lot bigger than just uh, banking and debt and things like that. And again, this is sort of my calling card as of late, is that the path to freedom is the path of the individual, not any group or collective. And, and it can never be. I think that could be like a nice little addition and could never be of any group or collective, you know. Because ultimately, you know, there is no ism, there is no group, there is no well-beaten path for someone to go down um, to reach freedom. Once you've kind of torn away and destroyed everything that's false, what's left for you is for you and, and your own unique experience. And again, nature creates individuals with infinite expression and infinite potential. So the solutions to the problems out there are with us. And that's another contention that I will make here is that we are not lacking the answers to the problems in the world. We are lacking the ability to implement those solutions. We are lacking um, the inspiration, really, and the drive, the motivation. And, and really, at this point, what's it going to take you know, for people to get with it? That's that's kind of an open-ended question, you know. At what point do we reach to where more people start, quote-unquote, waking up? And taking this individual path, an individual journey, and not, you know, stuck in these group mindsets and Borg-like, uh, completely numbed-out collectives, you know, with no real individualism, with no real connection to the self. And, you know, the question is for you. How much are you willing to put up with before, you know, we actually start to pick up some of the people throughout history who have written down great works of, of solutions that could be implemented, you know? Um, perhaps we'll do, we'll do a show kind of, you know, covering on this stuff and going into actual solutions but the real issue is, is, is the individual ready to receive that solution? And are they ready to implement it? And can we even deal with some of the works of a Martin Heidegger or a Wilhelm Reich or a Nikola Tesla? Can we even comprehend the thoughts and the ideas and morality that these individuals were trying to express? And, uh, you know, the sad answer at this time with the state of humanity is no, we can't. And so from Tesla himself, he says, be alone. That is the secret of invention. Be alone. That is when ideas are born. You know, coming from a true master himself. Telling you that it's not out there. You know, that it's in here. And that you already have it. And that it needs to be uh, given a, a lot of respect and time to manifest, you know, that inner voice. And Viktor Frankl, who, you know, was a survivor of... Uh, Nazi Germany and uh, crit a critic of psychology in, in humans after that says, you know, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms. Okay, I thought I had a full screen there. <laughs> to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So... That may not be the case <laughs> for very much longer, but currently this is still the case and we still do have a choice on how we're going to, to react and how we will respond to these conditions um, and what I contend is the conditions of human slavery, mentally, physically. Um, you know, we are at physical war, but ultimately, and, and when I say that, that's not an extremist point of view. There, there are liter literally people out there medicating you forcefully through the water supply trying to get you to be more controllable and through the foods and through the air and through the vaccinations and through the medical system and the education system we are in a physical battle for freedom and for uh, nature and for our lives and 
um, that may not always be the case where you have a, a much of a choice and we are at kind of that precipice and where we have to make a decision you know which way we want to go moving forward and truth does matter and the conditions that we create here uh, in this world do matter and what we do in this life does matter give me one sec I love you, sweetie. Can you go? I love you. Daddy has to finish this, okay? Okay. Sorry, my my daughter came in. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, she could be here with me. I just don't want to have her like cause a problem or something. She's a little cutie. Um, but again, you know, what we do here does matter and the goal of all of us. And, you know, when I write down my goals and I'm dreamlining and setting my path at, at the bottom in my large goal section is always to end slavery and in my own head and in, in our own lives and, and in my family's condition and, and through our belief systems and the false belief systems that need to be weeded out. Um, the truth does matter and it's a very destructive force and but as you can see here it brings the sword of justice in this picture and it will bring uh, justice to this world if we invoke and live our lives according to the truth and seek truth so that was a little rocky I really appreciate everybody sticking with me through this maiden voyage live stream of tylerbloyer.com um, I think I got the a few kinks worked out, so I appreciate, uh, you know, again, anyone's attention who's made it with me to this point in the show, and I look forward to spending more time with you in the future um, doing these live streams. I think I'll probably do like a live stream a month and then uh, continue to be producing the regular content that I have been. TylerBloyer.com slash subscribe, drop in your email, and um, that's really the best way to follow what I do, being that any one of these platforms I could leave or go away from at any time, but the email in TylerBloyer.com is probably going to be a very long-lasting place to follow the updates coming through here and uh, looking out for the upcoming presentation on falling into the movement traps, which I think is going to be a really good uh, initial kind of big piece of work that I'll be putting out and putting into some kind of USB or DVD format in the future uh, to be able to distribute out uh, freely of course and uh, again you can check me out on mine, Steemit, BitChute, YouTube uh, if you want to get a hold of me on any of those other platforms I uh, really appreciate uh, people sticking around and I'll just go over a couple of the last notes that I had which were you know, while we're still got the live stream going here and <coughs> uh, still got a little bit of time, got plenty of time today to still go do some fun things with the family. And really, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on uh, now that the slideshow is over and the main show is out of the way. Um, you know, what we see out there a lot in the activist community and I, what I want to help people with the, the falling into the movement traps uh, presentation is going to be to install a sort of antivirus against these online activists and these online leaders um, people who I've met personally even who under the covers it's not the same story as you see online and uh, they're not you know creating a positive condition for themselves and their life and their family and their relationships and oftentimes under the covers with with these online activists you'll find that they're not creating a family and not that everyone on the planet has to be creating a family but those that can um, if you go back to my last video on me being a populationist and you know pro-population and actually think that uh, the world is not overpopulated I don't think that we have a huge problem in the Amazon with the rainforest burning down um, this is all propaganda. Again, the greening of uh, agenda and all that goes back to eugenics. The people that started the United Nations were eugenicists, um, banking cartels, people that were seeking control over humanity and over individuals. So 
the whole global warming thing is just a big huge fraud and I'm, I'm not like we're hopefully woke you know if you're woke enough you already got this but I've seen a lot of posts about the Amazon stuff without a lot of critical thinking going on and if you understood how vast and um, massive and just behemoth that the Amazon rainforest actually is you know I don't think you'd be so quick to buy into some of the propaganda that's going on and it's not that I want the Amazon rainforest to burn but they immediately tie it into eating meat and uh, you know this this is more of the propaganda this is more of the eugenics propaganda the, the veganism thing I understand that people do it for different reasons but there's a movement out there uh, that's a eugenics movement and a depopulation agenda to turn males into soy boy weak controllable little um, mama's boys basically who you know live in their mom's basement and eat uh, soylent green all day and bought into the agenda that they should just get you know their their boys snipped before they even ever have a chance to start a family or maybe they think they're a transgender which you know the transgender movement again is all tying back into depopulation into eugenics into one world government right um, so what I think the best thing to do is to build a positive relationship and a, and a family and create the conditions of um, a, a happy family and a, a prosperous family and children who are very confident to approach the world and who can go out and face the big challenges that they're going to be faced with um, that to me is activism right and it's one of the most effective forms of activism um, so you know and it's not as glamorous and it doesn't have all the virtues of traveling around the country on on the back of a Bitcoin donation that was made to you through your crowdfunding campaign and you can go and, and do all this activity to make you feel like you're getting all these things done but not having any roots or any family or any place that you've created to have a positive relationship with another person that could last into having children. Um, you know, we have, like I, I've alluded to before, a sort of post-traumatic stress disorder, it seems, with a lot of these people that get in front and want to be an, an online guru or, a, you know, an online leader. A lot of the time it seems like their their family life is in shambles, you know, they're they're coming off of drugs or maybe even still on drugs, <laughs> um, ex-marines or ex-military of some sort and have this kind of like <clears throat> still buzzing thing where they're still like shaking from the from this from the trauma you know and they're, they're going out and wanting you to shake up your life and get uh, involved and get active and, and you know get out there and, and just like screw your house and screw your job and screw your chance of a family and just you know go and you can you can get funded by super chats on YouTube and and you don't need any real career now because look how easy it is to, to be a steam it blogger you know and what I'm saying is that like a lot of that mindset is not going to go towards <laughs> changing anything. Uh, they're not addressing the causal factors of the prison and they're actually going to end up making it worse if you look at like the 60s and 70s hippies movement. As much of that as we found is actually, you know, manufactured and created by MKUltra and the CIA, we still had a lot of people that bought into all that that thought that it was real freedom you know, real freedom is sleeping with anybody wherever and just having abortions or just having random children and aborting your children is real freedom, right? Killing children is freedom, right? How Orwellian is that? But that's still going on quite heavily. Uh, depopulation is very active in America and it's not like we haven't been involved from the beginning. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, um, was the eugenics society originally and the eugenics society people like William H. Gates uh, we'll put or let's here let's pull up so William H. Gates was Bill Gates's grandfather 
I may have a lot of people say father when they're talking about him. Now, I think it was his grandfather, but he was a massive eugenicist, and so is Bill Gates. And Bill Gates, you know, himself has openly come out for depopulation. He advocates using things like vaccinations and education and other things like that to depopulate the planet. And it's a family thing. Like, he's he has inherited this mindset from... Uh, people in his family being that of his, his father, you know, William H. Gates, who was, again, a part of uh, what used to be called the Eugenic Society, which was now Planned Parenthood in America. And I don't think I've spent a ton of time getting into William. I think I did plug William H. Gates. No, see, I haven't even plugged him in the brain here yet, but, you know, we have... Let's see if this will come up. Let's see if we can play this. Let's do this live. Okay, we're going to put the desktop audio in and we'll add the output capture. Okay, this should capture it, but and, and people that are familiar with this The energy on average for each service and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers Once is going to have to get pretty near to zero. To zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by. So catch, catch what he said there. Care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps vaccines. 10 or 15%. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. The second factor is the services we use. This encompasses everything. The so, you know, what he said there was he wants to use vaccinations to lower the population. And it's not like he said this out of context or something. There's plenty of other places where you can go and find Bill Gates. And let's see if I plugged in. Here, I'm going to open this again because... There's other examples too. I don't have them right here and I'm not going to take the time to sit and look them up, but there's other there's like two or three other examples of him in public getting interviewed actually uh, and s saying that uh, he wants to use vaccines to lower the population. So, you know, if you don't understand eugenics and you don't understand uh, social Darwinism, I mean, I'll type and talk at the same time. <laughs> of course, like the first page even of that is like complete garbage. Alright, let's check this out really quick. A couple questions that we've actually received since we started the, the webcast. Uh, the first is on population growth and the question is one of our most pressi pressing issues is population growth. How do you uh, expect this to be addressed? Well, the population growth issue at the global level is not that daunting. That is, the population percentage-wise is growing slower today than in the past. And so it will actually peak out. 
The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. So it's in the very poorest places that you're going to have a tripling in population by 2050. And so their ability to feed, I mean, educate, always going to make provide these, jobs, these grandiose, stability, you know, protect the environment in those locations mean uh, you know, they're faced with an almost impossible problem. Northern Nigeria, Yemen, Chad. They're usually wrong. Like the Earth was supposed to be uh, completely frozen over by years, now, uh, to make it the or you know, both frozen over what and the sea exactly? levels risen. Well, over this decade, uh, we believe unbelievable progress can be made, both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all the children who need them, making sure they get out to all the children who need them. Uh, we could cut the number of children who die every year from about nine million to half of that. Uh, if we have success on it, and the, the benefits there in terms because of they want to lower the population, reducing the population growth, it really allows the benefits there in terms of reducing sickness, reducing the population growth, it really so the benefits of the vaccinations are reducing the population growth. So how do you think that works exactly? Just an open question for those listeners out there. So you know all you feminists out there pick on you a little bit you know is this only happening to women do you think Bill Gates has vaccines created that only depopulate uh, women or do you think that it's something that is not something you can polarize into a feminist agenda movement and it's actually you know a war on all of us and earlier I was saying we were at physical war well here's another example of that Again, go back to uh, episode three. I'm just going to share this last thing before we end the show here. Um, I think it's been a good, successful live stream. I'm happy with how everything's worked out so far. So I'm just kind of capitalizing on it at the end, you know, with the few of the notes that I had in here, which is <clears throat> really what I see as the most effective ways of, of moving forward if you want to really, you know, fight for freedom, quote unquote, or chase the truth and things like that. Is, is creating a positive environment for yourself where you can be the most prosperous and seek truth to the fullest that you can and being a positive role model for other people in your life. And I mean, how like Jordan Peterson clean your room sounding is that? But those the answers sometimes that we're seeking are very simple. And it, it oftentimes has to do 99.9% .9 with right here at home and doing the work within and doing the work that you can do to yourself and being then outwardly you'll become a positive role model to others through that you know part of that what I'm doing here is that to uh, younger generations that might see this or my own children that might come along and see me attempting to better myself and attempting to uh, you know pass along wisdom to others to to raise up consciousness and to help uh, you know humanity not make that choice of complete slavery and destruction you know, because it's not just slavery. Like, we're talking about the ending of humanity if we choose one direction versus, you know, continuing on and prospering and thriving with in harmony with nature in another direction. And, uh, again, that's a choice that we have to make. And here, I think one of the best solutions to that as well is presenting yourself and publishing yourself uh, by yourself and not letting others uh, represent you and not... Uh, participating in in democracy which is really just another word for slavery you know fabian socialism is just slavery and communism and socialism and democratic socialism are all euphemisms for slavery and external forms of government are slavery internal government which should be respected and the laws of nature and living under the laws of nature and the laws of god and respecting and discovering what that means, you know, what the words that I just said actually mean, uh, and not, you know, an, an atheist is refuting that which is. They're not just refuting God uh, and the, the Christian version of what God is, which is their first mistake, is that they're taking an allegory and something that has been allegorized and mysticism and ancient wisdom teachings that have been condensed and summarized and transmuted and put into the fictional stories of the Bible and allegorical stories which are based on like <coughs> ancient mystery, ancient e Egyptian mystery traditions and also numerology and the Kabbalah and uh, the tarot 
and all these other things um, and many other ancient religions uh, the Jesus Christ character is really representing natural law and is the story of how natural law operates in our lives and in the world and so to be atheistic against something that was meant to be an allegory you know that's ridiculous in itself and ultimately it's refuting that which is or existence itself which is God which is nature and so to be atheistic against that you know is childish at best because it's someone who hasn't really fully thought out they're still stuck in the false fake Christian idea of what it is to be a Christian and refuting that which is like refuting Santa Claus once you find out Santa Claus is fake like spending time actually making an ism in this case atheism that that explains to everybody how unreal Santa Claus is when Santa Claus was never meant to be real in the first place and neither is like the the other like figure of a god like sitting up there with a white beard like throwing thunderbolts down on the world is another uh, misnomer and misconception and mistake which has been so exacerbated <laughs> and blown out of proportion by um, people and uh, humans on this planet for the last couple thousand years that it, I can't believe you know that it's ever gotten this far out of control but I think that's it um, for today I don't see any questions I see we had a couple people jump in and watch the live stream so that's pretty cool uh, we'll share this out if it didn't come across right I think I have a local copy um, again thanks everyone for watching and have a great Sunday We'll look forward to talking to you again.